Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast. Sponsored by CGC Cards, card grading all in one place. CGC Cards is devoted to expert grading of collectible cards, including TCGs, sports cards, and non sports cards. Sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning and valuing your cards. Use the app to build your collection and buy and sell with other collectors. Turn the hobby into your side hustle. And by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on SportsCollectorsDaily.com. And sponsored by GemRate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away. Visit GemRate.com. It's free. And now, here's our host, Drew Pelto. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the TTM Cast Podcast, your sports collectibles podcast. We're going to be talking about all things related to TTM, cards, autographs, collecting, you name it. If it's sports collectibles related, we're going to probably cover it at some point in here. We're in season six. This is episode seven here on March 2nd. You're listening to a nationally ranked sports collectibles podcast. I am Drew Pelto, joined once again by my co-host, Troy Rudder. We've been off the last week, so Troy, good to get back into things here after uh, after little short vacation there that was uh, a quiet week i think uh ttm wise and <laughs> not doing the show so glad to be back in the saddle here yeah so uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about spring training a little bit later on but i mean spring training finally underway here got the uh, first few games going here over the last what about eight or ten days or so and uh several big free agents still out there but uh, cl- uh what's the name uh, bellinger now signing with the cubs here this week as uh it's one that's been kind of rumored for a while that was going to happen. He was going to go back to the Cubs again and finally happened officially as of a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, it's not not too big of a surprise, I'd say, but I'm more surprised by the fact that, like, you've got, uh, I mean, Blake Snell is still out there and a couple other big names that still have not signed yet, mostly the uh, the Scott Boris guys. And I'm sure he's just, you know, holding out, trying to get every last penny he possibly can for his guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there'll still be a few surprises before, you know, the season gets too far ahead, but... Yeah, definitely keeping an ear out for all those changes. Yeah. Um, aside from that, not a whole lot really going on. Because, I mean, you know, we're in kind of that dead spot in between the All-Star game and the trading deadline for both basketball and hockey. So not a whole ton there. Uh, Formula One racing kicking off this week, of course, as well. So uh, at least getting that going on, I guess, is a kind of a good thing. Are you a big racing guy? I'm not. My wife absolutely loves it. She was watching the uh, was the one from Bahrain, I believe it was today, and so she's checking that one out a bit. But yeah, I've, I've, I don't know. I've never gotten into it much. I do TTM some NASCAR here and there just because those guys are such great signers, so I send off to a lot of them. But no, never have gotten into uh, Formula One much just yet. Yeah, me either. We used to have a uh, when I worked at the local ABC affiliate, we had a kind of a local stock car and modified uh, racing show that we did every Sunday, I think it was. But other than that, I've really haven't gotten much into it. So I I like hearing about it, but actually sitting down and watching them, not quite my thing. Yeah, I'll check out a couple laps. Like, you know, right when it starts out and everything and you get the guys kind of jockeying for position, a few crashes in there and stuff. That's always fun. Last couple laps, same kind of a thing there. Everybody fighting for that last spot. But yeah, I just, I don't know. For me, I just can't really get into it that much either. So, (laughs) yeah. Well, as I said, um, we were off last week. I was out at spring training, spent eight days out in Arizona. And, uh, well, it went pretty well. I got 324 cards signed while I was out there. So uh, 
Oh my Very happy with my results on that. So I figured, you know, I was going to go through real quick, name who I saw each day, and maybe like my biggest one that I got from each of those teams, just because, I mean, I could I could sit here and do an hour and a half just naming off everything I was able to get. So uh, I'll just do that real quick. And Troy, if you got any, you know, comments, questions, anything like that you want to chime in with when I'm rattling these off, go, please go right ahead. So I'm not, you know, hogging all the time on this, but... Yeah, will do. 324 is quite the haul. So yes, yes, it is. In, including, I think, like 30 some for the sets and stuff that I'm working on as well. So super happy with that. But it started out Wednesday because I flew in on the red eye. I had to be up at three o'clock in the morning to go over to the airport and be on my flight at six. So uh, I literally got up. My wife and I threw my bags in the car, drank a 20 ounce Mountain Dew on the way to the airport there to wake myself up. Got on my plane, had my little bag of uh, graham crackers, and by about 5 o'clock in the afternoon, that was still all I was running off of. I'm not sure how I made it through that day there, but uh, it was good. I went uh, straight for the Rangers when I first got in. They were uh, The complex opened at 10 o'clock, and I got there about 9 or so, which uh, turned out just fine. Got to hang out with a few guys I knew from the DFW area here. So I got the Rangers first. Biggest names I got there, John Gray was signing literally, literally everything. You could drop 20 cards on him, and he would have sat there chatting with you and signing every single thing. I had only three with me, which I mean, that's that's plenty for me, I think. So, But I got that. Uh, Ian Kinsler is probably the other biggest name that I got out of those guys. He was around doing some uh, instructor stuff there with the Rangers. Uh, from there, I went over to the Guardians camp, and uh, they don't really have good access to their fields at all. You can't get any autographs during uh, their practice at all, which is kind of lame. Not really sure what the reasoning is behind it. They say it really started kind of around COVID and everything, but it's like, Nobody else is doing that. Nobody else has cut off access the way the Guardians have. And it's like, it's not like you've got Otani and Yamamoto coming into your camp like the Dodgers do. So I don't know what the Cleveland's reasoning was for that. But I at least did their parking lot. I got Gavin Williams on one of my uh, sweet spot customs. And who else? Probably Austin Hedges is probably the other kind of biggest name there, which is not a very big name at all. But unfortunately, he was the, the Guardians' biggest free agent signing this offseason. So... Uh, I did at least get him, got a selfie with him. My wife absolutely loves him, so I had to get the photo with him at least. So, um, Had a little bit of time to be able to get Cincinnati on their way out. Got Tyler Stevenson. It was probably the big name that I got out of those. The Thursday, I went over to uh, Peoria to go and check out the Mariners camp. Biggest name there, Luis Castillo, their uh, top starting pitcher there. And uh, George, well, I got George Kirby a couple days later, but I'll get into that later. But yeah, Castillo, uh, I mean, he's he probably spent a good 20 minutes just, you know, signing and chatting and taking photos with everybody really great guy there so very very happy to be able to get him um let's see after that i tried to go for cincinnati and they let their practice out early that day so by the time i got over their parking lot all the players were pretty much already gone there were a couple fans there they said yeah that guy's gone that guy's gone that guy's gone off my list i'm like well that's everybody i needed we'll see y'all later so went back over to cleveland since they share a uh, complex with them and the big one for cleveland at least was anthony ghost who is not exactly a big name he's a uh, Started out as an outfielder in the Blue Jays organization, played for a couple other teams, and kind of failed as an outfielder, so they converted him into a pitcher. And he's been a bullpen guy. He's, you know, lighting up the gun at 98 every time, just about, that he's out there. So good arm for a re- as a reliever there, and not a good signer at all. He tries to avoid everybody. I've gotten him once in my entire life before this. Pulled over, signed three cards, and was about as, as pleasant as Anthony Ghost gets. But uh, got him at least, so super happy to add him in. Went back to Peoria again, trying to get the Padres. They were leaving. Stephen Wilson was the only one that signed coming out of there, so nothing really great there. Friday, I went to the White Sox, and this was a day of both quantity and quality, which is kind of rare. Usually, it's one or the other. you got to kind of choose there. But over that day on uh, Friday there, between the 
White Sox and Giants, I got 70 cards signed, which is my best single day that I had out there. And to go along with that, I was told this, because they've got their kind of big three players there of uh, Yon Moncada, Luis Robert, and uh, Eloy Jimenez. And I was warned going into like, yeah, don't count on any of those guys. Your most likely one out of those is going to be Moncada, and even he's kind of tough. I got all three in a five-minute span while I was in there, so that was... <laughs> A huge hit, huge, great day there. Got Dylan Cease as well. So it was a day, I mean, yeah, some big names right there. 70 cards signed total and set hits on three out of those four guys. Moncada is not in the set, but I got the other guys at least. So super happy to get those. And it's like at that point as well, hell, anything I get after this is just a bonus. So I figured, you know, what? let's go over to Scottsdale, try the Giants out as they're leaving. And got Pat Burrell right when I got in there. And I mean, he's the guy who's tough to get. I mean, I tried to get him 20 years ago when he was a player and, he completely ignored us. This time he comes over, signs three cards with no problem. So got him, got uh, Matt Williams on a card, and uh, Mike Yastrzemski as well. Super nice guy right there. He'll sit there and sign just about everything you want. I just had my two set cards, but he knocked them out with no problem. Uh, let's see. Going through the photos here. What do we got next? So next up was uh, Saturday. Fun story here. I went over Saturday, and I was hanging out early outside of the Royals complex. I share it with the Rangers there. And I got talking with a couple other graphers, and I mentioned to one of them, yeah, I wrote this article for uh, Sports Collectors Daily about, like, the 10 toughest living baseball autographs. And one of them says, yeah, I read that article, and I disagree with every single one on your list. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) The good thing is, though, with something like that, it's like, well, hey, you're reading it at least. And so it's like, I mean, it's getting eyes on it. It's getting clicks. And all I want to do is promote discussion on this kind of stuff. That's, I mean, that's why anybody writes, really, is, you know, promote discussion on that. And it definitely did. So it was kind of cool there. And. You know, got to actually, actually, I ended up hanging out with that guy that said that there several more times during the week. So nice guy. Alan Dicker is the guy. I'm sure some of the listeners out there might know him from spring training or from elsewhere. So, but yeah, when it got the Royals on uh, over at their practice, biggest ones I got a Salvador Perez. I was able to get him on a set card. So very happy to add him in. Got a jersey card signed by uh, Mike Sweeney that I, I pulled from a pack 20 years ago and I've had sitting here. So got that signed at least. So was super happy to get him. Um, I was finally able to go over and get the Reds in full, in earnest, as they were leaving their practice that day. They didn't let it out early this time. But uh, <laughs> I got uh, Tyler Callahan again, which I needed on a set card. And Hunter Green was probably the other, excuse me, the other big name out of those guys. So did pretty well with the Reds. Sherman Oaks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, let's see. Sunday, I went down to uh, over back to Peoria again to go for the Padres, go for them inside their practice. And the big three that I was really keying in on for the Padres, I was hoping to get you. Uh, you Darvish, I'd heard he was signing quite a bit. Hideo was there. He would have been a good one. And uh, Trevor Hoffman, those are my big three. Mm. And I was able to get Hoffman. He signed my rookie card with his Hall of Fame 18 on it as well. Didn't see Darvish or Nomo, but I do know Darvish was there that day because somebody else was able to get him at some point. But the big one I was able to get, and he signed two cards for him, which was the big shocker, was Fernando Tatis Jr. Hmm. He got done taking batting practice, walked right off. There's a group of us waiting in the line there. He just went right down the line and knocked everything out i'm like he's been tough to get since double a so i was super shocked to be able to get him so wow uh from there i tried to go let's see i forget where i tried to go next i tried to drive somewhere else and no oh i went to the brewers facility nobody was around and they had this big sign outside the gate that says no autographs right by the exit so i'm like you know what i'm not gonna waste my time here so i drove back to peoria got the mariners they were leaving from their game that's when i was able to finally get uh What's his name? George Kirby coming out of there. Got Bryce Miller, Dan Wilson, a couple big names right there at least. 
uh, let's see. The next day, was that the next day that I did? And my stuff's out of order here in these photos, I think, a little bit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. So yeah, Monday I was able to go for the Rockies over at their facility. I tried to do the Cubs early on and didn't see anybody waiting around. Didn't really know quite where to go either. So I'm like, you know what? Rockies are 10 minutes up the road. We'll go hit them. So went to the Rockies. Um, nothing really great there. A lot of the guys said, hey, yeah, I'll sign when I come back. And then when they came back, they took the back door in. So we couldn't get to them. <laughs> Love when they do that. Yeah. I did at least get uh, Bradley Zimmer and Kyle Freeland on uh, stuff, and Freeland was a set need, so happy to get him. Uh, went over to the A's and Diamondbacks game. Uh, D-backs, the big hit for me was Christian Robinson because I needed him for a set. Got him. Uh, for the A's, a lot, uh, lot of set hits out of this. I was looking at J.J. Bleday and uh, Brent Rooker for sets as well. High quantity day out of them. I mean, I got a, I don't remember how many I got total. It's probably over 50 combined there between everybody that day. So another solid one there, but not quite the same quality. But I mean, it's the A's. You take what you can get out of a team like that. So happy to get what I could there. And at least got to talk to a few fans. And one of them was a photographer from Canada who got a few photos of me in action. So I'm hoping to use that in my uh, <laughs> Sports Collectors Daily article this week. So let's see. That was Monday. Tuesday was over to the Angels camp. And a Joe Adele, who usually doesn't sign much when he does, he personalizes. He came over and signed one for everybody, so super happy to get him out there. Uh, Carson Fulmer signed uh, there and in their game. I went to the uh, was the Angels and Brewers game right after that. But yeah, I got Fulmer at both spots there. Uh, Miguel Sano signed inside the ballpark. Mickey Moniak signed inside the stadium as well. Um, who else got Evan White? And then for the Brewers, I was at least able to get uh, Sal Frelick and uh, Garrett Mitchell. Frelick signed before the game. Mitchell signed after, and they each knocked out a card for me. Frelick signed a ton for people, but I only had the one card of him. And I always hate when that happens when it's like, I know a guy is super nice and signs everything. And, well, I have my one here, and then I see him go down and sign, you know, five for another guy. It's like, well, I should have probably picked up a couple extras there, but I just went with what I had here on hand mm -hmm. for this trip. Uh, and then let's see. Wednesday, the last day, I tried to do the I tried to do the Cubs also on Tuesday. Nobody signed at all. Tried to do the Cubs again Wednesday. Nobody signed. We even saw Bellinger walked in, and it looked like he might do it. There's only three of us there, but there's a camera crew who wanted to get you know him entering the building and all this stuff. So mm. yeah, wasn't able to get him. But uh, yeah, nobody for the Cubs signed. Went over to the Brewers, and they had a home game, so all of their uh, major league guys were on the fields closest to the building, which you don't have access to. So I just had to do the backfields, get a few minor league guys, which I mean. I was able to at least get, what, Xavier Warren, Freddie Zamora, and uh, Chad Patrick back there. Drove from there over to Goodyear to get the Guardians and Diamondbacks. Their game tried the Diamondbacks side and didn't have much success. Corbin Carroll signed, but it was mostly a group off to my side and didn't get down to us. Same thing with uh, Jordan Lawler. I did manage at least to get a couple of coaches in. Uh, Damian Easley was probably the best out of the coaches there, and I got a Paven Smith for my set. So overall, really good week out there. I mean, 324 cards, you can't go wrong with that. 30 set hits, can't go wrong with that either. And a few big neighbors, including a Hall of Famer. So, yeah, there's a <laughs> brief recap of my week right there. Uh, Troy, how have your last couple of weeks been? What have, you, uh, what have you been up to here? Oh, just kind of, I got done with uh, basketball and my... Nice. That's done, finally. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy uh, it, the, but how, I'm glad how, it's How the team look this year? Um, We're... Like I've said, it's it's the D team, which is the the last team, and I have two supposed to have two different teams. We combine them into one, and uh, I think we only got one one win, but it was it was good. Everybody had fun. As That's they good. Say. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but other than that, it just kind of it was kind of a slow week TTM wise, as we'll talk about here. 
in a little bit, and I just kind of prepped uh, 100 envelopes and returned envelopes, got everything returned address, stamped, ready to go for when I actually have time to go through the boxes, the fuel, and get those out because that that big surge I did on January 2nd is mm-hmm. kind of windling down now. Yep. yep. Well, there you go. Well, hopefully uh, we'll see some uh, see some returns here. Good luck here. Good luck with all those. And I've got to I've got to do the same thing. I got to get on about maybe another ten or twenty here this week and get back on the horse after doing all the in person stuff. So <laughs> it's always a uh, always a little weird shifting gears like that. I think your three hundred and twenty four make up for a few TTMs. So yeah, I mean I'm I'm not going to try to you know go back and do ten from last week. So I'm trying to do like ten a week if I can, and I'm not going to go back and do ten for last week at all. That's I'm 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 good on that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, for this week's show, no interviews this week. We're going to have a new segment calling it Graffer DIY. Kind of give a chance to, you know, give a little bit of a how-to on some uh, things in the autograph world. And uh, this week we're going to be talking some international TTMing. I know we had a question about that a while back, so I wanted to do an answer on that and kind of provide a little bit of a brief tutorial on that. So in addition to that, we have all of our regular segments, Baker's Dozen, covering all things in the world of all things in the, all things in news of the uh, collectibles hobby. Something like that. I'm stumbling over everything here. See, I take a week off. I can't remember how I word everything. This is this is great. Uh, we've got Making the Grade after Graffer DIY, where we will uh, talk about all things from the grading portion of the hobby. Stamp of Approval, where Troy and I give our two thumbs up to something from the previous week. Could be just about anything. We've got the Vern Rap Minute, covering deaths in the world of sports, celebrity, music, movies, politics. Anybody that you might consider TTMing if they've passed away, we will try to let you know about that. And, of course, the main reason why we all are here, it is our TTM Returns. If you want to get in contact with us, that is very easy to do. Troy, what is that email address? The email address that you can reach both of us at is ttmcast at yahoo.com. Ruthie uh, Baker, Jeff's uh, daughter, handles all of that for us. And any questions or comments, she'll usually pass them on to us. And we'll try to get them answered either on the show or via email to you guys. If you want to contact me directly, that is dfwgraffer at gmail.com. Well, it's kind of an extended intro there, trying to recap all the uh, spring training stuff. So with that being said... Let's finally get into things here with Baker's Dozen. Baker's Dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it, all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there's always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Because Dozen is a news summary of all things from the world of collectibles from the previous week. I want to remind you, Collects, it's a great app. C-O-L-L-X dot app is their address. Has all sorts of info on your cards. You can find out you know, what your card is, how much it goes for. If you're looking trying to buy something, you can kind of price compare through there. And they even have their own marketplace. You can get a $10 coupon for that marketplace. Just send us your Collects name, your email address. We'll send it on to them, and we will get, uh, get that $10 coupon into your account on Collects. Uh, once again, Five Star Dynasty, I believe they still have that Instagram bonus for any listeners who buy any of their products. Instagram for them is Five Star Dynasty Game. You can find them at fivestardynasty.com. I believe they're still doing pre-orders on all of their sets. And like I said, if you're on Instagram, buy one of their sets, 
Message him, let him know that you're a TTM cast listener. You might get an extra bonus there with your purchase as well. And once again, a reminder that I have a weekly article on Sports Collectors Daily. I briefly touched on that earlier, a couple of those earlier, actually. And uh, didn't do one this past week. I'm going to have one upcoming this week about everything that I have did in uh, spring training there. I have a full recap on that. I sent it over to Rich Mueller, the editor there, and I warned him, hey, uh, my recap here is nine pages single-spaced in Microsoft Word. So uh, go ahead and whittle that down if you want to, or even if you have any ideas for how I can rewrite it in the next couple of days to shorten it up, please give me your ideas on that. So. Uh, there will be an article of some sort on uh, my spring training adventures coming up on there. A lot of photos in it as well. And uh, I think I even put in a picture of every card that I got signed on there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come out fairly small, unfortunately. So hopefully they'll have a way to zoom in on it. But yeah, it's, uh, it's fun to write all that stuff there. And uh, hopefully people are getting something out of that as well. So Baker's Dozen, hobby news. Biggest news in the uh, mm. collectibles world this week. PSA and uh, Collectors. Collectors is the parent company of PSA. They have purchased SGC. So they say they're going to continue running SGC as a separate grading company. But still, you've got now two of the big four graders under the same umbrella there with uh, Collectors. So uh, very surprising right there. But I think PSA has something like an 85% market share or something like that. or It's 70, 70 to 80%, somewhere in that range. And uh, uh, SGC somewhere out of 7% there. But that's going to put them at like 85% total, I think, now between... Those two companies. So collectors uh, trying to be uh, trying to compete with fanatics to some degree, I guess, but on more of the hobby side rather than the industry side. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big one. Yeah. And uh, up in the Nationals news, those who are going to the sports collectors show this year, they've added a couple of Hall of Fame teammates from the 1999 champion Mets. And that would be Mr. Who I need four cards of for 1991 Don Russ, Ricky Henderson. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Mike Piazza. Uh, they've both been added to the list of signers in the time that we've been uh, away from the podcast. And so if you want to find out more about those signings, you can visit nsccshow.com and see the list, the ever-growing list of people who are signing at the Nationals. Really, teammates on that uh, nationally champion Mets team, they also both Played for the Padres, the A's, and the Dodgers, in addition to that Mets team, though never at the same time on those other ones besides that. So any collectors of those teams out there, I'm sure they'll be uh, needing both those guys. Yeah, that's a big uh, couple of big set names for those 90 sets, definitely. Absolutely. Well, uh, Clemente Lisi and I talked a couple weeks ago about the uh, 1979-80 Opeachy hockey case that surfaced, an unopened case mm-hmm. of that set. That's the blue border one, the Wayne Gretzky rookie card, and... Clemente and I were talking about the uh, auction of that that was coming up. It has sold for $3.72 million. Wow. Yeah. Heritage estimated it was going to go for between 25 to $3 million, so they even surpassed that. That case could contain as many as two dozen Wayne Gretzky rookie cards out of it. So somebody might have a chance of making their money back there, especially, I mean, only two copies of it have ever been graded at a Gem Mint 10. That set was notorious for some... Uh, a lot of miscutting, a lot of off-centered stuff, some uh, rough edges on things. But, uh, I mean, if you come across a Gem 10 out of there, make it a third one they find, that's that's going to pay for the price of the case right there. But definitely going to be tough to come across there. But uh, cool to see that sell. And I'll be interested to see if the buyer decides to open that up and see what they can pull out of it. And tell us who he is, or she is, right? <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard Yeah, I haven't heard anything about who it was or anything like that just yet either. Yeah. Um, also, a T206 Ty Cobb card with the Ty Cobb brand tobacco back 
that is also up for auction or going up for auction at Heritage Auctions. And according to, you know, what I read on this, that there are fewer than 30 of those known to exist. I'm not a big uh, 206 fan or, or vintage fan, so don't know too much about this card, but this one is graded a 2.5 by SGC and is already approaching about $300,000. And I haven't done an update on that, but that is what it was up uh, as of a couple days ago. And that auction, if you're interested, you know, you might be interested there. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the auction ends on March 21st. So there's still time to get in on that if you want. I'm definitely interested. I just don't have the money to be able to get that there. But yeah, fewer, you mentioned 30, only fewer than 30 known to exist. And just to give you an idea, the T206 Honus Wagner, like 50 mm-hmm. of those known to exist. So this is even rarer than that. But still, it's not, it's, I mean, only, only quote unquote, approaching $300,000. So a little surprising that, you know, that big of a name, that rare, but not hitting the Wagner level just yet. Hmm. Got some uh, new releases to talk about here as well, going from the, uh, Uber vintage there, all the way up to the uh, brand new stuff. Got some hockey that's going to be hitting here this week. March 6th, it'll be coming out. Upper Deck Series 2 hockey, the 23-24 season. And, of course, the big name out of that one, Connor Bedard's rookie card is in there. You're going to see 12 cards per pack, 12 packs per box, and six of those Young Guns rookie cards per box. So not the greatest chance of pulling Bedard out of a single box, but you got at least a shot at it there, though. Definitely some uh, Bedard mania there going on in the pricing as pre-sales are running $300 a box right now. Wow. Also coming up on March 8th is uh, 2023 Panini Spectra Football. Those are four cards per pack with four packs per box. And with that, you are likely to get four autographs and four memorabilia cards per box. Pre-sale price for that one up there a little bit at $1,200. Not a big week for the uh, releases there. That's really the only two out of the uh, big four sports there. So how about we take a look at some upcoming shows here? we got a lot of those going on here over the next, uh, actually next weekend I try to focus on for all these. But uh, next week, the big show in Philadelphia, the Philly show will run March 8th through the 10th. It'll be at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, Pennsylvania. Uh, the hours and mission costs kind of vary a bit by day. I didn't want to give a full rundown of those. You can check that out easily enough on their website, but 27 autograph guests they're going to be at this show biggest names uh frank thomas and robin yount are going to be out there uh super bowl mvp nick Foles is going to be signing autographs there you also have chase utley longtime philly uh above average player there i don't, don't want to call him a great necessarily but very good player for a number of years uh hall of fame football coach dick vermeil will be there and a whole lot more if you want to find out more about the philly show you can just go to simply phillyshow.com And Cardboard Promotions is putting on the Mansfield Card Show on March 10th. That is at the Envision Hotel in Mansfield, Massachusetts. And that will run you about $3 for admission to that. And uh, the hours are 8.30 to 2. Going to have Sam Horn and hockey player Adam Oates signing there. So hopefully I, I said everybody knows I mispronounce hockey players' names all the time. So hopefully it's not Otis or something like that. (laughs) <laughs> yep, you're good. It's I, definitely oats. Uh, I'm thinking I was pretty good on that one, but yeah. you know, it's just just keeping it real, keeping it real. And again, you can find out more about that at cardboardpromotions.com. Yeah. Cardboard Promotions is actually running two shows over the weekend. There, you've got the Mansfield one you just mentioned. There, they're also running one over in Dedham, Massachusetts, at the Holiday Inn. Same day, same time. They're both March 10th, eight thirty to two. 
Uh, the show over in Dedham is going to have Hockey Hall of Famer Jerry Cheevers, also Mike Gorman, and the famous Bruins anthem singer Rene Rancourt will be out there as well. Once again, CardboardPromotions.com is the place to go to check out all the info on those two shows. Up on March 10th as well is the Mount Kisco Card Show. That is at American Legion Hall in Mount Kisco, New York. That'll be $1 to get in from about 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And the big name right there is Howard Johnson, who is signing for about $30 for, it just says $30, so probably everything for that. You know, you, you get into some of these shows and it's flats for this and balls this, but just $30 for Howard Johnson there at the Mount Kisco Card Show. Yes. Uh, a couple shows that are coming up as well next weekend. Uh, no autograph signers of these that I know of, but worth uh, noting. The Kane County Card Show at the Kane County, Illinois Fairgrounds. That's March 9th. They're going to have 150 tables of dealers set up there. Admission is only $2. You can find out more about that at premiercardshows.com. And in North Carolina, we have the Kannapolis Card Show, March 9th at the Atrium Health Ballpark there in Kannapolis. The hours are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. They're going to have over 100 tables with admission of $5. And you can find out more about that at sportswaxpromotions.com. Ever checked out a card show at a ballpark? That sounds really cool there. You've got the uh, Cannonballers, I believe, is a team there at, uh, at their home park. So kind of cool to have it set up there. I don't think I've ever, you know, here we only have the Iowa Cubs, obviously, and locally. But I don't think we've ever had a card show there, probably because it's cold most of the year <laughs> right yep. last one here for any of you that are out at spring training you might want to go and check this one out at glendale arizona at the renaissance hotel they have the front row card show they'll be running next weekend on march 9th and 10th admissions ten dollars a day it'll be running from 11 a.m to 5 p.m 200 tables will be set up there and you can find out more info there at frontrowcardshow.com well, that about does it for baker's dozen Let's go ahead and move on to this new segment that I want to try out. It's called Graffer DIY. Ready for some tips and tricks? It's time for Graffer DIY. Graffer DIY is just kind of a little how-to segment here on various things in the autograph hobby. I mean, we can cover anything that anybody's got a question on about how to do something. I think we'll try to cover it in there. We'll try to do that about once a month here. But we had a question a couple of weeks ago from uh, it was either a uh, TTM cast listener or a uh, sports collector's daily reader. Mike Danzi is his name. And he wrote in asking me about, hey, I want to send out uh, Masanori Murakami's rookie card to him over in Japan. I believe it's from the 66 top set, if I remember right. He shares it with another player on there. And Murakami's been an excellent signer here lately. I've got to get a hold of that card myself and try to send off to him. But he's saying, you know, how do I ha- how do I do international stuff is it the same as uh, sending to uh, in the u.s what do i have to do on my returns anything like that and so let's talk a little about that troy do you ever do any uh, international uh, mailing at all um i've done a few in the past to the uk but most of my international mailing is just to canada and that one is super easy you could even order canadian stamps from the canadian post and they actually send them to you in the Canadian Post, U.S. Postal Service, uh, to your house. So you could actually order the stamps there. But I've never actually gone the whole uh, internet or international reply coupon or sending cash or anything like that to any other place other than the U.K., which you could easily get stamps as well. So I'm not uh, too familiar with it. Obviously, the mechanics are uh, the same as far as packaging and everything. 
else, but interested to hear what you, if you've had any experience with that. I actually have done quite a bit because, I mean, I've mentioned before doing indoor soccer autographs and everything and a lot of hockey as well. So there's a lot of guys who, you know, played over here in the MISL for a few years and returned back over to Europe. NHL, you know, guys have played over here and then gone back home to Europe and such. And uh, even in baseball, a few of them have gone to Japan, which I've sent to you before. But I'll tell you, the international reply coupon, unfortunately, the post offices still accept those, right. but they no longer sell them. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that that's what has really screwed me up quite a bit, too, there, because I was thinking, oh, I can just get those. And then I look and saw online that, nope, they've discontinued those a few years ago. It's like, oh, great. That, that's that's pleasant. Thanks, guys. So. Unfortunately, uh, was the United Postal Union or whatever no longer uh, no longer makes those, no longer sells them, but they still accept them if you come across one somewhere, have uh, some on hand. But um, yeah, it's you know just like you said, it's uh, it's a, it's just like you know kind of USTTM. You just have to worry about your return postage is the biggest thing. So whenever you mail outside the country, you do need extra postage to send it outside there because here inside the U.S. it's what sixty eight cents right now, right for a stamp. Mm-hmm. And so for the international ones, it costs a little bit more. Uh, it's the U.S. Global Forever stamps. As right. of February, those are running $1.55 each. But you can get those right through the U.S. Postal Service at any post office. They should have them on hand. So they're kind of cool looking. They've got this like kind of round shape with little spikes going around, usually with a flower or the moon or something like that on it. Uh, very, very distinguishable, easy to spot there. And, yeah, it should be available at any post office. But as long as you have a buck fifty-five in postage, it'll get there. But that's the easiest way to do it is with one of those. Yeah, I as use, for your return. Yeah, I was gonna say I use the the kiosk most of the time, so I just buy yes. the the um, I just set the value at whatever it's gonna be and and go from there. There you go. Yeah, I always forget because so I always do the kiosk for any packages and stuff. I do it occasionally for regular stamps. I always forget that. Yeah, you can do the dollar fifty five ones there as well if you need to. So there you go. Use the go use the kiosk if you want to as well. It's an easy way to do it. The tough part is uh, you know the return postage, like you said, with at least with Canada. You order straight through Canada Post. It's super easy to get their return stamps out of there. It can get a little tougher to some of the other countries. Uh, I know the UK, you said you've mailed to England before, and I have as well. And you can actually buy it through, I believe it's uh, the Royal Mail over there in the UK. And you might have to hunt around a little bit on their site and find their shop and everything. But yeah, I've ordered through them with no problem before. I've done it with Sweden before as well, a couple other countries. Um, I forgot off the top of my head, but if you can't find it through there or if they can't, if they won't send to the U.S., because I know some places might not send to the U.S., you can always look around and find, uh, see if you can find a stamp dealer somewhere. There are people who sell stamps to collectors out there. And so uh, that's how I used to do a lot of them early on there is I found it was Herrick Stamps was the name of it. And unfortunately, they've since closed down. But they were an excellent source for, uh, especially ones I needed for the former Yugoslavian countries. And I was sending the soccer players there. Got a few through there. Um eBay can work as well. That's how I got my most recent batch of Japanese stamps was just uh, finding a, somebody on eBay who had them. The tough part there is that a lot of times they're selling, you know, already used canceled stamps to collectors. So mm. you got to kind of wade through a little bit of a mess there to find those sometimes. But uh, yeah, hunt around a little bit. You can find them there. And actually, if you go on my website, I've tried to help out collectors with this one. If you go to off on the left hand side, up on the top little drop down menu, I have a links and info page. And under that links and info page, there's also an international postage costs page. And what I've tried to do there is I've tried to put on there several countries, just anybody, anywhere that you might send to as a support collector. There's a few others out there that I'm sure that there are teams in, but I don't foresee, for example, anybody sending like, you know, Kazakhstan or Vanuatu or anything like that anytime soon. But I did at least, you know, put in any of the major countries where you see a lot of baseball, soccer and hockey players come from. It's uh, on there. It gives you the price of what kind of stamp you're going to need. So like a uh, 
if you get if you're into Australia, for example, you're going to need an Australian three dollar and fifty cent stamp to get it back. It's approximate price in U.S. money, which in that case is two dollars and forty seven cents, and a link to where hopefully where you can buy them. I need, may need to update some of this stuff since then, but uh, there should be links on there for where you can buy them. I've bought the Australian ones from Australia before with no problem. Several other countries are on there. So if you are uh, if you need some info and need to figure out where to get them, dfwgrapher.com. Go to the links and info page to the international postage costs, and hopefully that'll help you out. Yeah, and there's usually a forum on any of the, the collector sites there that offer you know trying to collect people or connect people together for stamps and stuff like that that's a also another resource that you can try just look for like a stamp stamp trade forum or something like that mm-hmm. yeah that's always a great one too i know there was a hockey uh, forum that i used to go on quite a bit quite a bit that there was a guy in slovakia on there that i was able to get some slovakian stamps from him um u.s and canada stamp trading is always going on there because i mean especially again in the hockey community you'll see a lot of that and yeah, I'm sure there's probably something on you know, sportscollectors.net or somewhere like that as well that might have a thread on it too. So if you're on collector's forums, that's a great call right there. Check those out as well. So, uh, Troy, any other thoughts on this? Any other uh, any thoughts, ideas, anything like that for anyone out there looking to do this? Uh, just I would kind of play it a little closer to the vest. You don't want to go and buy, let's say, $100 in, in Japanese postage at one time. I still have some kiosk stamps from 2018 to go that are a dollar 50 and I have to add postage to it now. So <laughs> it doesn't expire, but man, you know, you, you might have to add a few cents if you, if you buy it and don't use it for a few years. It's true. Yes. So to go along with what you said there, it might help too. If, if all you're going to do is like send, you know, one or two to Japan or something like that, maybe find another couple other collectors and, you know, split the costs out with them and, you can buy maybe a batch of like 10 or 20 stamps that way instead of just having, you know, buy one or two or something like that. It's going to cut down your shipping costs as well. And it's a good way to kind of split things up a little bit that way. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So there you go. That is our first ever Grapher DIY segment. We'll hopefully try to turn that into a, a monthly thing there and talk about any, anything you've got questions on for how to do anything in TTMing, in IP autographs. Let us know. Shoot us an email. We'll try to cover it on here. Maybe we'll talk about like, building grapher books or something like that for the in-person ground upcoming one, something like that, how to prep your cards, you know, anything like that. There's always, there's always questions I'm getting on things like that. So <laughs> we've got a lot to cover there, I think on upcoming ones. So with that being said, let's move on to making the grade. Sponsored by CGC cards, all card grading, all in one place. Certified guarantee company, CGC devoted to the expert grading of collectible cards. Visit cgccards.com today. Making the grade is a grading summary. Talk about all things from the world of grading from the big companies there. And we've got some great numbers here from Gemrate. Troy, give us a rundown. What did last week look like for those big four companies? Yeah, last week was a almost about 400,000 total cards, about 395.6 to be exact. And that includes from PSA, about 290,000 cards, and that is down 7%. CGC was at 57.4K. That was up 50% from CGC. Uh, SGC, 32.3,000, which was down 14%. And Beckett was up about 19% this week for 15.1 thousand cards graded. And again, that was about 3956 thousand total cards and that beckett roller coaster there is uh, doing its thing again (laughs) 
We've got the big three here as well. Comes from gemrate.com. The big three talks uh, where we cover. That's just where we cover the uh, three biggest risers and the three biggest fallers in grading here. Giving you an idea of some of the trends on individual players. And is exclusive to TTM cast. Big three risers this week. Will Anderson, the uh, Texans I think linebacker slash defensive end. Pass rusher, I guess. Just call him that. Up 99%, nearly doubling from his previous week's total. Clayton Kershaw, the uh, Kershaw mania hitting here a bit as he's uh, getting overshadowed a little bit by his uh, those two new Japanese teammates over the Dodgers, but his card's up in grading this week, 66% increase on his. And Scoot Henderson, we're seeing a 44% increase on his grading as well. CJ Stroud still seeing some high volume on him. He had two of the week's top three cards. His 2023 Prism and Donruss base cards both were graded over 500 times by the big four grading companies. On the other end, we've got the guys falling. Troy, what do we got there? Well, we have Nikolai Jokic. Jokic, I think I did that one right. They're down 14%. Zion Williamson down 34%. And Connor Bedard, who I think you mentioned earlier in your reports, was down 40%. I bet you're going to see Bedard end up in the uh, top... uh the big risers here in the next couple of weeks, you know, with that uh, rookie card coming out now within the uh, upper deck series too. Mm. So once again, a big thanks to gymrate.com for providing these numbers to us. And so how about we move on to our TTM cast stamp of approval? I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM cast stamp of approval. TTM cast stamp of approval is just a kind of a way to give our thumbs up to something could be anything. You never know what it's going to be. It might be something collectibles related. It might not be. Typically, it's not, as uh, Jeff used to say, it kind of makes us prove that we are not just a bunch of, you know, sports and collectibles nerds and everything out there. Although, <laughs> mine is kind of related to it since it was something I did while out uh, collecting sports stuff. But, Troy, we'll let you go first. I know you got a, looks like a pretty good one here. Well, I had been following uh, last year's 2023 Best Burger in Iowa, and they, were, they narrowed it down to about six. And lucky for me, the winner of the best burger in Iowa is about nine miles out of town. <laughs> so I've had the chance to partake more than once. And again, last week, and it is flight bar and grill and it's called the foundation burger. And it has pretty much everything like thick cut bacon, a nice, nice patty. It is phenomenal. And the cool thing about that is after they actually won uh, the best burger in Iowa. They donate a dollar from each uh, to one of the local schools for their uh, education foundation. So you're you're giving back to the school, and they're helping to celebrate, you know, their success by raising funds for the local community. So I thought that was pretty cool. It's just a local place, not a chain, as far as I know, but it is good. I've taken a couple friends there from out of state, and they approve as well. So I I kind of started the the food. The food train for this week, I think. Sounds really great. I'll definitely have to check it out next time I'm uh, out in Iowa Cubs game, which hopefully might have to look into going there again here when I go on my uh, next road trip in a couple of years there. Yeah, definitely let me know. Yeah. Uh, my sample approval for this week is also food related. As you said, you're starting the ball rolling there. We'll just keep it on going here. While I was out in Phoenix this past week, uh, my friend Amir, who we had on the show a few weeks ago uh, promoting Five Star Dynasty, Sent me a link and said, dude, while you're out there, you have to go to this place. And it's called Maria's Fry Bread and Mexican Food. It's this little tiny 
places, right at the corner, right on the very end of the strip mall. It took me a little bit to find it there uh, when I went there the first time, but right after I got the Giants autographs, I'm like, all right, I've had such a good day. I got to finish this off and see if this place is just as good as Amir says it is. <laughs> and it absolutely was. It's, uh, I, I would say there are three, my three best Mexican food uh, experiences our number one, there's this burrito place in Wichita Falls, Texas, simply called the Burrito Shop. Absolutely incredible. Love their stuff. Number two is this Torta place that I have mentioned on the show before during the stamp of approval. It's right here uh, just north of Dallas. has like 30 different kinds of tortas. And I mean, you go in there, it's like 15 bucks. And you're going to get two meals out of the thing. And now I can officially add Maria's fry bread and Mexican food to it as well. They had a open-faced fry bread topped with, I think it was refried beans your choice of meat, in which case uh, Amir recommended I go with a, they call it Christmas style. You get a red chili and a green chili both on it. They put on that, what, lettuce, tomato, cheese over the top. And yeah, it was absolutely incredible. I mean, to the point where I finished it off, I told the dude running things there. I'm like, I will be back here at least one more time before I leave. And so <laughs> I did. I ran into a guy I used to work with, a panini, and I told him, hey, let's hit this place for uh, for food. And so we went there for dinner and yeah, it was just as good the second time. It was not just, you know, the uh, aftermath of getting 70 autographs that uh, made it seem better than it was. It was legitimately that good. So Amir nailing it on the recommendation. And yeah, I, I would highly recommend to anybody else. If you're listening here out at spring training, go there. It's Maria's Fry Bread and Mexican Food. It's kind of on the uh, eastern side, I believe, of Phoenix, if I remember right. Kind of between Phoenix and Scottsdale there. So go and check it out. It is absolutely worth the trip in there. And uh if you're not a spring training, well, get out to Phoenix and try it next time you're there. So <laughs> Marie's Fry Bread Mexican Food is my TTM cast stamp of approval. Mm. Let's move on to the Vern Rap Minute. Vern Rapp Minute is dedicated to the memory of Mr. Vern Rapp, a former Major League ball player and manager who uh, our show founder and uh, former host, late Jeff Baker, mailed off to and did not know that he had already died. So we provide this as a service to collectors to let them know who has passed on in the world of sports, celebrity, music, movies, politics. If you consider TTMing them, we're going to try to let you know anybody who's passed on in that world. Uh, first off, I want to mention Hector Ortiz passed away this past week after a lengthy battle with cancer. He was a catcher from 1998 through 2002 as a member of the Royals and the Rangers. Later joined the Rangers coaching staff as well. He only appeared in 93 Major League games, was a 288 career hitter in that time. Uh, he was a decent TTMer through about 2018. Hector Ortiz was 54 years old. Next, we have a big set person for those doing the 90s sets. We have Jose De Leon. He played from 83 to 95 for a variety of teams, including Pittsburgh, the Mariners, the Phillies, the Expos, and he led the National League in strikeouts in 1989 with 201. And like I said, he's a big uh, 
was a big set person and was an excellent TTMer, which helped a lot through January of this year. So uh, Jose De Leon was 63 years old. Over into the hockey world, we lost to Jean-Guy Talbot this weekend, or this past week. Uh, he was a defenseman, played a long time in the NHL. 1954, he made his debut, finally hung him up in 1971. Played for the Canadians, the North Stars, the Red Wings, the Blues, and the Sabres. A seven-time Stanley Cup winner with the Montreal Canadiens. That was right when they were in the middle of just dominating everything throughout the 50s through the 70s, pretty much. He was an excellent TTMer during his lifetime as well. Jean-Guy Talbot was 91 years old. We also lost Andy Russell, who was a linebacker from 1963 to 76 for Pittsburgh. He was a seven-times Pro Bowler and two-times Super Bowl champ, and he was an excellent TTMer. I'm not sure if I ever got him back, but Andy Russell, again, was 82 years old. From Hollywood and a little bit of hockey as well, we lost uh, Paul D'Amato this week. Uh, Paul was an actor uh, who's in The Deer Hunter, appeared in several episodes of Law and & Order and several of its offshoots, and is probably best known for being in the movie Slapshot. So we've actually lost two Slapshot uh, cast members here in the last three months or so, mm. as uh, Connie Madigan died back in, I believe, either December or January. Uh, D'Amato played uh, Tim Dr. Hook McCracken, one of the uh, villains of the Chiefs there in the movie. He's my fellow Emerson College grad and was a hockey player as, uh, at the school there and throughout his, uh, throughout his lifetime. Definitely helps when you're appearing in a movie like Slapshot. He actually, I believe, was also a celebrity coach of the Emerson hockey team a few years after I graduated as well. Unfortunately, I missed out on getting to meet him there. Uh, Paul was an excellent TTMer through about 2022, also very active on Facebook as well. He was 74 years old. And we have comedian Richard Lewis, who you might remember from Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights, and obviously his stand-up comedy that was popular uh, since, I think, the 1970s. He wasn't uh, really a TTMer, but uh, definitely felt his loss this past year in the world of comedy and TV. Richard Lewis was 76 years old. Thoughts are definitely with everyone who lost anyone this week. And now uh, yeah, we will move on from here to the TTM Returns. Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM Returns. Well, I had a uh, big couple of weeks here. I mean, it's anytime you can add, you know, 300 autographs in person is always great. But when you can add a few TTMs as well, I mean, that's just, a, that's just an extra bonus right there. And so go through what I got here over the last couple of weeks, a lot of uh, baseball and football out of this one. I think it's actually entirely baseball and football from what I remember. I uh, got back Fred Kendall after about a 10-day wait, former catcher for what, the Indians, the Padres, I think the Red Sox for a little bit in there. Of course, Jason Kendall's father, former Pirates catcher for a long time. Uh, he signed, I believe it was three cards I had mailed off to him. Got back another former Indian in Alan Bannister. Also took about 10 days there. Former infielder with them and uh, with the White Sox as well. Probably a couple other teams. And if I remember right, he was a minor league coach as well. I think he's on a card with Larry Hardy in one of the uh, 1991 line drive sets. Took about 10 days as well for him to sign three cards. Got a Kimball Anders back from the Kansas City Chiefs. He was one of those uh, receiving fullbacks. We had a really good... Uh, Good group of receiving fullbacks in the 90s. Of course, they've got like Larry Center one there for the Cardinals, but Kimball Anders, multi-time pro bowler, always a threat out of the backfield as a receiver there for the Chiefs. He signed four cards, took about a month maybe, if I remember right, about three weeks, four weeks, somewhere around there. 
I got back Mike Rosier, who, of course, was the, I believe, 1983 Heisman winner. Played at Nebraska there when he won that one. Signed three cards for me in about two or three weeks. Paul Gruber, he was a D, uh, offensive tackle for uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a long time. Kind of a guy that I would call criminally underrated because, I mean, he was one of the best left tackles in the game throughout the 90s and completely just ignored and forgotten because he was with Tampa Bay in some very uh, lean years, to put it in a more positive spin, I guess, there. But probably one of their best players during that time. But uh, he signed four cards in about two weeks for me. Ray Washburn, former pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals, among other teams, found a 1963 post-serial card of him out at a card show a couple weeks ago. So I saw that at Rich Klein's table for a buck, and I'm like, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and throw that into my pile and uh, mail that off. Came back in about a week, two weeks, somewhere around there with a uh, uh, nice thin tip blue signature on it. It's the first uh, first post-serial card that I think I've ever gotten signed and went for the vintage ones on those ones to start that one off. Uh, Let's see, got back Jeff King, former... Third baseman and first baseman for the Pirates and the Royals. I think he was a number one overall pick in 86, if I remember right as well. I know it was somewhere in there that he was first overall. Took about uh, two weeks to get back, and that's one of the few TTMs I've ever seen in Montana to send off to. So Hmm. got that one back. Uh, I can check that off the list, I guess, if I uh, go through and keep track of what states I've gotten stuff from. I got back Gene Garber recently as well, former... uh, Closer for the Braves and the Royals at the very least. A couple other teams in there too, I think. But one of those submarine pitchers. You always got to love those guys who can, you know, whip it in at 80 miles an hour underhand. It's like, I, I cannot do that for the life of me. But <laughs> very good signer, at least. Took about two weeks or so on his. I got back Brad Mills, former what, catcher and third baseman. At least third baseman. I think he may have caught a bit as well for the Expos and a couple other teams. Better known as the manager of the Astros at one point and was the... Kind of Tito Francona's right-hand man there in several spots on the coaching staff of uh, the Phillies, the Red Sox, and the Indians with him. They've got the uh, trio rookie card from uh, 82 of uh, him and Bryn Smith and Terry Francona. That's going off to Bryn Smith here in the next week to try to knock out at least two of those guys that I can. So get that out, see what we can get done there. And then a couple football ones just came in yesterday to finish out my week. Darren Nelson, former running back of the Vikings and the Chargers took about 10 days to come back to me, as did Rich Camarillo, who was a punter for several teams, including the uh, Phoenix Cardinals, where he made three Pro Bowls in a row in the early 90s. Also signing about, I think, three or four cards in about 10 days. So solid week at the mailbox in addition to uh, all the in-person stuff. Troy, what do you got? Well, like I said, the mailbox has been a little slow, but I have a few A-listers for you. Literally, because they all start end with A in their last yes. name. So, uh, first we have Gerald Alexander, who signed a 1992 Don Russ for me, and then a big one for me three three out of three with my 1991 Don Russ. I already have it though, but uh, Alan Anderson, who played for the Twins, uh, that was about 47 days as well. Local Anders- Alan Anderson, not to be confused with Andy Allenson. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, 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 former Iowa coach Steve Alford signed two of two in thirty nine days. I'm not. I'm not a a big Iowa fan. I have to admit. But hey, I uh, have these cards. I'm still working on those NBA hoops cards that I've been telling you about. That I've been kind of going through. And he personalizes. Just so you know, uh, 
Steve Alford personalizes, which is fine, but those were nice to get back. And ended up with uh, Aaron Altair, uh, one of one in 31 days. I believe these were to his home, or this was to his home. So uh, wasn't expecting Aaron Altair, so I, I don't even remember s- sending it, but it was in the A section, so I probably did. <laughs> Always good to get, even if it's a slow week, at least getting a few back there, keep uh, keep everything rolling there. So good to see a nice variety of years, too. I mean, you had the early 90s stuff there, and then the Altair one was, I think it was, what, like 2018, 2019, something like that on that one. Yeah, yeah. Kind of running out of cool. those 2018s to, to send. I might have to pick up another box. I know I keep seeing that every yeah. week. But... <laughs> well, there you go. So uh, once again, well, uh, mail still rolling in. Good to see uh, the successes there. And... Like I said, I know you said you've got a hundred or so that you're going to be uh, prepping envelopes on and stuffing envelopes and writing up here pretty soon. I've got to get my uh, weekly 10 here figured out as well. I mean, I'm I'm still buried under. I still need to catalog. I have, uh, let me see here. I don't know if you can see me at all on here, Troy, but I've got this box right here. This is stuff that I need to catalog and sort in this week along with uh, this pile here. I think this is all my TTMs from January and February. I still need to sort all of those in. So I've got a lot. I got my work cut out for me here, I guess. And uh, like I said, still hoping to do another 10 as well to write out and mail out. We'll see if I get around to that. I mean, I may push back and just do 20 next week. So that seems to be kind of how I've been doing it occasionally here. So, right. Whenever you get the time, just get some out. So. Exactly. Well, there you go. Kind of a longer show here this week. Actually, well, came out to about an hour, I think it looks like here, but. I think we're ready to wrap it up. So once again, a big thanks, Troy, for uh, jumping on here as co-host, as always, and to uh, Ruthie for uh, running things back in the studio and doing our editing on all of this stuff. Uh, next week, we have Clemente Lisi joining us in Clemente's World. We'll talk probably a little bit of soccer, some hockey, whatever's on his mind. We'll uh, get all of that covered on here. And listeners, we want to remind you once again, we're going to have in about three weeks from now, we are going to uh, be rejoined again by Les Wolf. And we are doing appraisals. So if you have something you want Les to take a look at and let you know what it's worth, is it authentic, anything like that, send it over to us and we'll uh, get it on to him. Troy, once again, what is our email address here for all that? That would be ttmcast at yahoo.com. There you go. Send it on to us. We'll have Les take a look at it. And on the 23rd, he will be our guest on the show. So thanks again, everybody, for tuning in here. And uh, may your mailboxes be full. May your nine boxes be signed. Or may your, may your nine boards be signed. Wow, running everything together. And uh, wishing you many happy returns. We'll see you next week. Hey everyone, be good.